So we'll pray for Julie before that. So Heavenly Lord, we thank you for the word that you put in Julie's mouth this morning. We thank you for the word you put on our heart. We thank you that she would deliver it with clarity and with wisdom. And we thank you that we've got hearts to receive what, we, what she is bringing for, from you to us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Dorothy. Good morning, everybody. So, I wanted to speak, that went funny, sorry. I wanted to speak about the Word of God today. Um, I came across this verse recently, and it got me thinking about it. Now, we all know that the Bible is the written Word of God. It's sent to teach us, to guide us, to light the way, to encourage us, to bring hope, to prophesy of what's yet to come and also to confirm the prophecies that have already been spoken. It brings us knowledge of the Father's love. It brings us into his amazing grace, and it is amazing. But it also brings us into healing. And that's kind of where I want to talk about and what I want to bring us into this morning. Because there's something in the Bible for every single situation that we can come across. And it also builds our faith. Romans 10:17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Many times we read it, we hear it, we know what it says, but do we truly take on what it means practically to us? It is so powerful and we haven't yet tapped into all of it. So I'm going to look today at Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 23, and it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now I chose the New King James Version because that translation feels more of an explanatory version than the modern translations, because it says it brings health to all your flesh. And some of the translations don't say that, but the old originals do. It's a powerful promise. The word of God brings health to all your flesh. Remember, this is the written word of God. So this is a promise. Many of you have testimonies of healing, and you know that I do too. So you know I believe this with all of my heart. But how does it work? How does it work practically? So that's where we want to go today. So let's look at the first part of that verse. And it says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now, pay attention is another translation. But give attention feels like it's saying give something of you. Give your time. Give your sacrifice. Give something, listen, meditate on it, spend time letting it sink in. And incline 
your ear. So a bit like bending closer. Something we do when we're listening to that still, small voice. We have to bend in closer to make sure we hear and we don't miss what is being said. So when it's saying incline your ear, it's saying come in, come in closer. And it also reminds me of humility, because when we come in closer, it means bending. We're bending. So we might be bending our knee in humility and in expectancy. So listening seems to be really important. Jesus said to his disciples, and this is in Mark 4:24, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. So Jesus is actually saying, listen closely. Give your attention to me, and it will lead to understanding more. Now there's a verse in Exodus 15, 26, and again this is in the King James, or the New King James. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right, give ear to his commandments, there's that word give again, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your God who heals you. Now the reason I mentioned that particular verse is it says give again, but it also says the word diligently. The dictionary meaning of diligently says it's in a way that shows your caring and your conscientiousness in in the doing. You can't get much clearer than that, that God wants us to listen. By paying attention, bending in closer, doing it conscientiously, and caring that we don't miss anything. But once we've listened, then what? What do we do then? Well, the next part says, let them not depart from your eyes. When our eyes are fully focused on the word of God, that means two eyes, what he's saying. If you've got both eyes looking at something, you can't see what's going on around you. But if you've got one half-heartedly reading that and one, like Dorothy mentioned this morning, saying, what's for dinner? You know, if you've got one over there, children calling, husband calling, someone else, phones going, televisions on, you're not looking, you're not focusing because there's too much going on. Now, I know as women, (laughs) we're very well known for multitasking, aren't we? But this is saying not here, not now, not when you are reading and listening the word of God. Focus with both ears and both eyes. In Matthew 6, 22, Jesus said, The light of the body is the eye. If your eye is single, your whole body shall be full of light. Now he uses the word eye, not eyes, because singularly focused, no distractions. In effect, he's saying what we focus on will fill us. If we focus on the light will be filled with the light. If we focus on our problems, what are we going to be filled with? Problems, fear, anxiety, worry. None of those things that are from God. 
It's a distraction from the enemy. So when we look in two different directions, we can't be focused. So God is saying, focus with both your eyes. The next part is keep them, the word, in the midst of your heart or in the center of your heart. So let it reach our heart and keep it guarded in there. Take care that it stays there. So once we've read, we don't look back at the problem and say, yeah, but I'm scared of this. I'm worried about that. What if? It means keep, keep it here. Start believing it. Listen with both ears, not to the enemy, because the enemy is going to get in there and say, yeah, but, 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 but. No, no. Both ears, both eyes, focused. Find ways to remind ourselves. Maybe that means writing it on a post-it note and sticking it around your walls or on your cupboards. But remind yourself daily. If it has to be, remind yourself every five minutes. Record it on your phone and keep pressing play. Whatever, whatever helps you. But keep hold of it in your heart. Because the next part says, for, for they are life to those who find them. And health to all Notice that word, all their flesh. It doesn't say health to their flesh. It says health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So what we keep hold of in our heart and start to believe brings life to mind, body, soul, spirit. Now remember I mentioned in Romans 10, 17, it says... Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So when we hold on to the promises of God, keep them protected, what does it do? Builds our faith. So many times we hear people saying, I don't have enough faith to pray for that. I don't have enough faith to believe in that. But this verse is saying, we don't have to strive to get that faith because it comes naturally when you hear and read the word of God. I'll read it again. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So when we say, but I haven't got enough faith, there's your answer. When we read it, when we listen to it, when we meditate on it, we're not striving to get the faith. We're striving to listen to the word and get it in here. And when we do, that takes you to faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. The word is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So, life and health to all who find them. Hmm. That's interesting because it's not just saying, just read it, just listen to it. It's saying, but find it. Now, as I mentioned earlier in Mark 4, 24, Jesus said, consider carefully what we hear. And there's a similar verse in Luke 8, 18, that says, where he said, pay attention to how we hear. So what we hear, he's saying, what you hear, pay attention, consider, listen, be careful, but also how you hear. So what you hear and how you hear it. So what are we listening to? It's very important. So, it says, so listening with both ears, reading with both eyes, being fully focused, and meditating on their meaning seems to be the key to receiving those promises. 
Now, I listened to this, as I said, about a month ago. So I thought, I'm going to give this a try because this is what you're saying. You're saying your word brings life, brings healing to all our flesh. Now, for those of you who weren't here last week, I shared something that happened with. She's had verrucas on two toes and they've been there for about four years. We've, she's had, it's been awful. She has had the home remedies. She's been to the NHS. She's had them frozen. She, eventually they said, we can't do any more. They have a limit of how many they offer. So we went privately. We've been paying for extremely painful medication for her to have. And then about a few months ago, she said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. It's so painful. So I thought, your word has just told me, your promise has just told me that your word brings healing to all flesh. So I started praying when I was on holiday for her. I came back and she came down and she said to us, Mum, look, one of my toes, all the verrucas is gone. It's just gone. And I thought, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Because that is a promise. Now, we haven't stopped praying and I haven't stopped declaring because she's still got a couple on the other toe. But his promises are true. His word brings life. His word brings healing to all our flesh. When we take the word into our bodies, into our hearts, it's like medicine. It's like medicine to our whole being. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. In other words, just like an old advert, it reaches the part that other things cannot reach. So if you need, sorry, if you need healing in any of those words that have just been spoken, so spiritually, mentally, physically, God's word is the answer. And this verse particularly mentioned joints, marrow, thoughts. So anything that you're struggling with mentally? Joints, arthritis. You know I've been healed of arthritis. It is true. We have an amazing book of God's word. We are free to read it, to meditate on it, to declare its power over us and in us. And it's the will of God for us to receive those promises. It was given to us to use. In Ephesians, it talks about the spiritual armor. And it says, put that armor on every day. And the, and the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. It's really powerful, but it's so simple. It's so simple. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. That has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he beheld his glory, the glory 
as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word is alive. The word is powerful. We have it. We have it here. And we can read it. And we can claim the promises in it. And I've just proved to myself, and hopefully to you too, that it works. It works. We can claim those promises. We can stand on those promises. And if you're still sitting there thinking, but I haven't got the faith. What did the verse say? By faith, or faith will come when you hear the word of God. So listening, reading, hearing, holding on to it, letting it soak into our hearts. Dorothy said this morning, that poem, beautiful poem by the way, um, there is more to come and more to see. Spending that time, opening your heart, being with me, don't depart, don't go away. Let it soak into our hearts and hold on to it is the answer to everything. We have Jesus. He gave everything. He is the word. And he is our healer. So let's pray. Oh, Lord, Lord God, your word is life to our souls, our spirits, our mind and our body. Your word promises to bring health and healing and freedom. So we declare it this morning over every person in this congregation, over every family member who, who's not here, every congregation member who hasn't made it today. Lord, we pray your health and your healing by your word, by your promise, Lord Jesus. We just lift you up, Father, and we say thank you. We give you glory for every healing that we're going to hear about next week. And Father, I just pray that you touch feet and legs today and knees that are broken. And we say, heal them in your precious name, because that is your promise. That is your promise. If there's worry or anxiety or depression in this room or family members connected to this room, we say, enough is enough. You have no right to be on our family. They are under your wings of protection, Lord. So we claim freedom for them as well, because that's what your word says. And we believe you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. Amen.